What up, what up, what up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Living Life Fearless. Welcome back to our Fearless Show podcast. It has been a minute, but today's date is December 2nd, 2019. With me as always, my co-host, Mr. Dereese Walker. Say what up to everybody. What's up, everybody? It's Dereese Walker, Artist D. Walker. You know what it is. Living Life Fearless, back again. I know it's been a while, but hey, you know, we had shit to do. Grinding. Yeah, I've been busy. All right, what you been up to? Oh, I've been up to so many things, man. Since like we last potted, I'm like trying to think of all the things that happened. I got a art studio. I just invested in myself. I was like, all right, I'm gonna just pay the rent on this shit because, you know, I can't, I can't. I felt like my art practice was suffering, so I uh, got a studio in about what was that May, and then that same around that same month, I um got contacted by a curator in um who's a guest curator for the Kunsthal Kade which is a museum in Amersfoort Amsterdam well near Amsterdam it's like uh 30 minutes out of outside of Amsterdam okay but it's a, a contemporary art museum and uh they're doing a survey on storytelling and they they have a whole exhibition set out on like black american work and they're doing like from the Harlem Renaissance all the way to contemporary artists today and uh he hit me up to do a studio visit so hey had some work ready and I, you know I had a studio now so <laughs> so basically I have a show I have two pieces I have a 25 foot long piece and uh a seven foot by three feet cardboard piece that I'm shipping out there uh, that should be up in February. That's dope. And uh, yeah, so that was Amsterdam, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, my first uh, music shows. Uh, yeah, well, second international show. I had a small international show in Cuba uh, a couple years ago, which is cool. But this is like major. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so that's pretty sick. Um, but man, then, you yeah, man, you try to fly out there. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but I don't know, man. I'm like spending too much. I'm like, I got a ticket yeah. to go to LA in like another week. In there, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I got. I'm getting married next year, so yeah, got to hold down the funds. <laughs> yeah. I said that's dope. That's a good look right there. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. But uh, yeah, that and uh, I just. Uh, Got into an art residency at the uh, International Studio Curatorial Practice um, Space in Brooklyn, New York, which is dope because it's hard to get into, and I got in, it's called the Celebrate the Studio Residency, which only like a couple artists get, and it's sponsored by the program itself all the other studios are from international sponsors so like from the country that the artists are from so like if they're from you know like like belgium or russia or china or whatever they usually have a sponsor that pays for their studio so that's typically how the things work at this space so or there's a foundation that offers um to pay for a studio and that's what i applied for was one of the foundations the pollock krasner residency and i didn't get in but apparently i was a finalist and they went through the finalists of that um residency Uh application 
and picked for this one, basically. So then they just called me out of the blue and were like, hey, you were one of the finalists. We want to do like an interview and, and, and see if, you know, you, you'd be good for this other residency. And so the interview went good and now I got a residency starting up uh, December through January. Just killing it. Just out here hustling, man. Yeah, yeah. just killing it. <laughs> I mean, uh, on our on our front, you know, our left front, we've been killing it too. Like we've had pretty much record months, like almost every month this year. Yeah, and, man. You know, the numbers have definitely been going crazy. Content been definitely jumping a lot more. Uh, yeah, you know, getting more into like interviews and touching, getting more in touch with like the the creatives, the people behind you know, some of the stuff. So definitely working on doing, bringing a lot more of that. Um, mm-hmm. But back to art, like, uh, was Art ba- Art Basel this week? Is that what it is? Um, yeah. What's today's Monday? So I yeah. guess that starts Wednesday-ish. I guess press, press uh, days would be like Wednesday, Thursday-ish. Um, so yeah, it'd be like this week to the next week. Uh-huh. Um yeah, our Basel. So everybody flies to Miami. Basically, this is like the Miami crazy time. It gets crazier and crazier every year. Yeah. Um, I'm actually yeah, not showing this year, but nah. I showed like the last two years. But it's no biggie. <laughs> I'm flying to LA actually this, the week everybody's going to Miami. So me yeah. and a, a, a bunch of other artists thought we'd be cool and do like the opposite thing. Do the counter. <laughs> Oh y'all, yeah, like, y'all still, oh, y'all still going to Miami? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Y'all still, y'all still Basel, huh? Like, <laughs> now we out here in LA. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, Basel definitely get, I feel like it's definitely getting bigger every year. You hear more about it. You hear, like, it's definitely pierced through, like, the mainstream more. Well, the problem is, like, so let me break it down for you. Art Basel, art, the art world's crazy. So the thing about the art world is, like, like famous people can just chill with like the art world without feeling awkward. Yeah. But we're just like regular people still. So yeah. like we're like we're just used to like being around like famous people. So like nobody like freaks out. So like they like go to art shit and like do that. So like in our basil, all the like there's like mad celebrity parties. <laughs> like every after party is like hosted by somebody famous and like Everybody just goes there now for the party. It's not even the art anymore. It's more, That's about, it's more about the events. It's definitely like the influencer uh, Instagram type event now, like more and more than you hear about like what celebrities are going more than you hear about like actual art, like down there a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And that honestly, that was a thing. I seen some articles come out with gallerists about how they wanted to tackle it. Cause there was a thing about like, you know, the, the fairs being so packed, but like nobody really buying anything. Yeah. Cause they're know? just there for the like, show. They're there for the, you know, Hey, I'm a vlog for from Art Basel. You know what I'm saying? Like a bunch of yeah. and shit. And like, right. Like, I mean, it's, it's a double edged sword. Like you want it to be big, you know, and you want it to get like yeah. that kind of attention but then you also want to bring like the right kind of attention and not just become like some social event instead of you know losing its intention yeah for sure i mean unfortunately it's kind of turned into like art cella it's like the coachellification of like you know what it what the it facts was, like, like how coachella started out as like this 
celebration of like indie artists and you know yeah. counter, counter music and counterculture type of thing and it's like now this huge uh you know just this huge uh disnification of like everything you know what i'm saying like it's yeah. all for consumerism now instead of what it's like intention was no for real but you know so that's that's basil but i mean at the same time everybody else is doing like all these other like um, type art fairs yeah yeah and like those art fairs like so there's certain fairs that are are becoming what basil used to be like yeah. now so like they're becoming a little bit more serious or like you know like the armory show in new york is always big um and freeze is always big um you know, there's like the outsider art fair. There's so many art fairs. There's even like, there's even like the affordable art fair. Like, and during Art Basel, like, it's it was originally called just like Miami Art Week, but yeah. Miami like Art Basel because it came from uh, Basel, Switzerland, and then they just did it in different major cities across the world. Um, they basically coined it. it was like you know like like the franchise thing. at this point you know yeah it's like it's like the walkman it's like you know we didn't call them cd players it was a walkman you got a walkman like you know like or the you know yeah. like that was it's our basel it's not the miami art week you know it's yeah. we're going to our basel so there's so a, a bunch of different fairs there's the satellite art fair that's actually a really cool fair it's like a it's kind of a under more underground slightly more true to the roots um, but then, you know, there's a bunch of different things. So, I mean, I, I get it. You kind of need both. And it's also good to have like that one event that is like that big commercially and like just, uh, socially to like kind of yeah. bring eyes to, you know, what everything else is going on, what, what you're doing. But then you also don't want it to like go overboard where it's like, it loses its purpose entirely. Well, for sure, because the people that are like the the collectors, you know, for the like the the high ticket stuff, don't necessarily want to deal with the people, so yeah. they never really go. They send people to go, like yeah. you know. So it's like their um, art advisors are the ones that that go to the the art fair now, because they know how crazy it is. Unless they get the, the you know, they get there, they feel like going to the private viewing, and even then. That's still like everybody's, you know, just spends extra to get the VIP pass, you know, yeah. so they can, you know, because there's like slightly extra perks, you know, there's like a couple extra events or like another day you get when you do the VIP. So I'm sure you know. they're uh, cashing in the hell out of it right now for sure. Facts. <laughs> it's it's only gonna go up though. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about this thing. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard. But like the Boston uh, Museum, the Boston, yeah, Boston Museum of Art. They um, they they made a pledge to buy art by only women in all of twenty twenty. Wait, hold on, I can't hear you. The no, say, Bo- say Boston, the Baltimore Museum of Art. They made a pledge recently to um to buy art only by women in twenty twenty. I right, try. You hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. So the Baltimore Museum of Art they made a pledge to buy art by women only in 2020. Oh. oh. Okay. You said Boston. 
Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, I've been to Baltimore. Baltimore. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not mad. I mean, that's probably a, a honestly saying it like that is really it like it's like a headline, you know. So it's like I'd have to like get into the meat and potatoes before I like like oh that's ridiculous. What do you mean? But they're just saying for a year. That's not even that long. Like if if we thought about like what their permanent collection is, there's probably like five women in their permanent collection. You know, it's probably Whoa. like it's probably like like. Lee Krasner, like, you know, like, it's probably, like, a few people that, like, there's probably barely anybody in their, res- in, in their permanent collection that's female. Yeah, so, I want to say the article, yeah, so the article says about 4% of their collection is, oh, yeah, see, uh, of the 95,000 artworks they have were only made by women, so 4%. <laughs> So let's, <laughs> right, there we go. I said five. So, I guess I was gen- too generous. Like, like, so let's <laughs> yeah. So let's do the math. Quick math, real quick. What did it say? Ninety five thousand, and only four percent are uh, women. Hmm. So yeah, out of ninety five thousand, about thirty eight hundred of those pieces are by women. Hmm. Very small. Very small. Yeah, I mean... That's interesting. I mean, I know you're not, like, a woman artist, but you also are a minority artist, and you also kind of have to deal with that kind of representation and getting into certain (laughs) museums and exhibitions and and whatnot. So, I mean, when you hear something like this, are you, like, skeptical, or are you, you know... Oh, uh, well, the thing is, you have to, you, you know, the thing about the art world is you just have to, it's like everything else in in business. You have to, like, use it and not let it use you. So, like, every time there's a door open, it's like, you could get used by it, or you could, like, use it to to your advantage, you know? Like, so, so I, if I was, you know, like, a female artist, I would probably be more obliged to apply or direct attention to that museum honestly just just because the doors are open on a lot of galleries and spaces here in new york have have done that and directly in terms of just residency programming like i just said i had my residency there's a lot of residencies are are open now um, specifically programmed just to have, you know, women. So there's no, you know, like male slots or regardless of minority, you know? So like, this is a trend, but it's not like trendy. It's, it's more like a response to the lack thereof and providing a space for the, for dialogue that hasn't necessarily existed yet. So I think it's important and I don't think we should panic. You know, I think it's just, it's another door being open, essentially. And uh, I think a year is kind of a weird timeline or whatever. It said a year they were going to do it? Uh, I said all 2020, yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, that's just kind of like, they didn't they didn't put a budget, they didn't, they didn't state much, you know. That's, you know, that's very vague. So, you know, for a whole year, I, I could acquire... 25 Michelin Thomas paintings and, you know, 10, you know, uh, 
or, or, or you know, in a hundred, like, I, it's just like different, different people just like, but it's like, how much did that trickle down into, I mean, Mikulene, that would trickle down, but like maybe somebody like Dana Schutz, if, if they, which I'm guaranteed they're probably going to buy some Dana Schutz paintings. And, um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's just interesting. Um, Amy Sherald, because of the, um, presidential portrait i guarantee they're gonna buy some amy Sherrill paintings uh <laughs> like i could think about like i'm off the top of my head like oh no nah, they're like what they're saying is they're gonna get you know like these you know and then Specific like a few ones. of y'all yeah it's like it's like the art world's crazy because the art world you have to make noise in the art world like there's there's an art world type of noise like like, the Art Basel is, like, the pop culture. It leaked into pop culture. But, you know, they were they were, they were already doing that, you know, for, like, a decade before anyone was like, oh, let's go to Miami for this thing. You know, like, people were, people were like, been making money off of that. Yeah. So, so it's, like, all these things are, like, kind of, like, they bubble up in the pop culture. But, yeah, nah. I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. It's just really interesting. Yeah, they're saying that they're gonna spend like two million, so you know, for the year. Wonder how far that'll go. Oh, okay. So I'd have to retract my statement. They could only get Yeah, so I say I wonder how far that'll that'll go for an entire With year. the with the names that I was saying, they could only get like nine or nine to fifteen paintings. Yeah, they're saying they're gonna to try to do like a few works by prominent artists, several by mid-career or emerging, or emerging artists, and then, like, some sort of combination, you know? Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully they get some young bucks out there. Hopefully they have somebody good with programming that actually breaks down a chunk of it off to just, like, you know, for the the local emerging artists there. I hope that, like, like where they're at in Baltimore. I hope that women yeah. artists from Baltimore get, you know, a highlight at that museum. That's, you know, things like that. We'll see. You know, yeah, strong, we'll see. Strong headlines. Something to look into. Yeah. It's definitely strong. Uh, strong headlines. I'll have to go visit the museum in a year. 2021. I'll go, I'll go to the museum and see what they, see what they did. <laughs> I want to see. Yeah. I want, they, I'm going to definitely need visit. To. <laughs> yeah, they definitely need to catalog like what they had before and like what after. Yeah. What after that 2020. I, I'm here to see everything you've acquired for the year 2020. <laughs> <laughs> well, come look at these five pieces we have. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, wait. So this is two million. Okay. So we're three thousand eight hundred and five uh, women art pieces now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That's what I'm saying. So that's why I was like, all right. So yeah, the year and the budget, like it's 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 kind of just like a we're we're sorry, guys. Here's yeah. a here's a somebody. It's not at, even a baby step. It's yeah, just somebody like, looked at like the the discrepancy. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this yeah. fucked up. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but good. a lot of the art world's doing that right now. Trying that's to, how it's been. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> we, we, we've all just been idolizing white same, men this whole yeah, time. What do we do? Same, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I got to say, we'll see. We got the whole year to to spend that two mil and see how far it goes and what they actually do with it. And 
like you said, hopefully they do something with more than just like the the few big name, you know, artists that everybody already knows and actually tries to dig a little deeper, a little more than surface level, you know? Yeah, for sure. Not to say that like those names shouldn't be in that no, museum. Cause, that, yeah, like, if sure, their work's but... not in there, they should like probably, you know, work on that as yeah. well. <laughs> like those are names that like need to be in museums. So yeah, yeah that's all I was saying about that. All right, well, we're going to switch gears a bit. Um, so we never really got a chance to talk about uh, Kanye. Oh! And normally, I would kind of let this pass, just whatever. Brother Ye, Brother Yeezy. But, you know, he's still a thing, and he's still uh, he's still everywhere. So it's, like, hard to not <laughs> bring him up and discuss, you know, what your thoughts. Well, first, we never really talked about... Uh, Jesus is King, and what yeah. you kind of thought about it. Right. Like I gave my own sort of opinions about it in my Let's Talk Music series that drops like the week before last, but we never mm-hmm. really discussed it on here in this format. So, yeah. What did you think? Oh, man. I was so conflicted, man. I had to listen to it like three or four different times just to make sure I wasn't like hating certain parts or listening to it weird. I listened to it like as if I didn't know who Kanye was and that took me like the third, fourth time to do it. And then I finally found like the greatness in what was happening. But then because I knew so much about everything, I couldn't just listen to the music by itself. So. um, It makes it really hard to do that these days to like, just appreciate whatever music he's putting out without putting it in the context of whatever whatever shit he's up to whatever <laughs> shit he's saying like he makes it almost impossible like you know oh, a lot of artists man. I can separate like what's going on with them and like their music and like you know what I'm saying yeah. like but he makes it fucking impossible definitely no that's for real so like I, so I went into it already with a bad taste in my mouth <laughs> <laughs> but like just like all right let's see what's up and then i was just like oh he all right the production's amazing <laughs> i was like oh man i was like i'm really mad that this is this is happening because this is really good and i'm like wait what did he just say oh he's doing the kanye stuff and i'm like wait in the gospel and i'm like oh wait you can't nah there's some blasphemy. You can't blaspheme <laughs> in a gospel song. And I was like, oh, okay, wait. So then I was confused. I was like, all right. Well, he's confused. Let's just be clear. He's very yeah. confused about like yeah. what direction he wants to take and like what he's, you know, what's been happening with them, what's still happening with them. Like he's clearly looking. Like he's clearly searching for something because he's all over the fucking place. Like for real. This is the guy who's done all all types of things and now he's it's always that kind of skeptical, like, oh, now you're trying to tell people, don't do this, don't do this. But, like, you were, you know, doing all types of shit that people weren't even, like, getting on you about. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, yeah, I get that you should be held to everything you've done in the past. But at the same time, it's like, he tries to act like none of that <laughs> is really going on. Like, I don't think he really addressed anything here. Like, it was no. very surface level. About like things that he was going through, things that he did. It really was like it, nothing felt really remorseful. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it was still very 
Kanye. So like very egocentric, where it was like still all about him and not like where gospel's more yeah. about all about the whole and like everything else. And him, it's still very him. Like so, that's why I don't yeah. even. Really, so I was like, I I don't know why people call this a gospel album. This is not a gospel album. The, like, the has, problem is if Kanye didn't rap on it, if we just took out all of his verses. <laughs> it would be a great it would be amazing if he didn't say a word like it felt like he kept ruining shit like it kept like every time he came on it like the like the intro flames no Kanye yeah. loved it <laughs> you know like I was like ooh okay I love that that was that that's gospel that's a gospel song yeah. you know, like <laughs> but then you know I mean I can't completely hate hate, but all I'm saying is that Kanye is trolling. You're gonna, you're gonna hate a little bit. <laughs> I just have to be mad though. Like it's like it's like fam, you can't use God to troll niggas. Like he's trolling. He's trolling. All right. You're so say, for you people, can't use God to troll niggas. That's, that's a line right there. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's fucked up. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like because he's he's he's. This is his attempt at reaching the fans that he never had or doesn't have that are are the American. Like this, this appeals to the MAGA fans. You think that's why he's doing it? It appeals to black and white. It's a universal power, like to talk about, but to use it for what he wants to be used for, which is the he fashion and <laughs> the wave. Yeah, he wants to be president, but if he doesn't be president, he's just going to build his own city and and be mayor and governor and then be, then run again. You know, like, like he's says, just going to yeah, do that. He says he's a man of God, but he says, Google me. Uh, see, I'm not even on social media, but Google me. See, I'm number one. I'm this, I'm that. And it's just like, all right, bro, like, I yeah. get you can be proud of that and say say you're doing this all through the power of God, but it, it sounds very like opposite of what yeah. you know, it should be, and it's just like it's just yay. So like I didn't, I didn't like it was pretty much ex- what I expected, honestly. Like I didn't expect like yeah. a full on gospel album where he's like preaching and speaking of nah. unity and love and you know all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like I knew it was gonna have gospel influences, but it's still gonna be Kanye at doing what Kanye does. With less yeah. curse words, and less Definitely. talk about bleached assholes, but it's still yeah, right. like so. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was good, but yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. when in terms of his catalog, it's just like, eh, it's not yeah. what I would find myself reaching for very often. I mean, to be honest, the only way it it's gonna come. I mean, honestly, I feel like it's just the aesthetic of how we feel about him. If he ever, if he can change the way we feel about him, I feel like we could go back to that album and actually he, like he it. Won't but, because he's so trying to be so counter to everything now that he's pushing back on yeah. everything. You know, even if it's a valid point about where he is and what he's talking about, he's well. That's my biggest thing. Well, because he keeps talking about stuff like, like 
the problem is like you know performance like he's a Trump like one of my favorite quotes from like one of my basketball coaches back in the day he was like performance trumps rhetoric and like you know I, I was like oh shit like you know that basically means you gotta you know like what your actions speak louder than your words you know like like what you know all that talking it doesn't mean nothing so it's like what Kanye does in person so like his his little oh, press his run interviews <laughs> his <laughs> like, little press run fam so how's he gonna like invite Zane Lowe over and be all like and let Zane Lowe just like like just like melt all over him they have this warm cuddly talk and then he goes to see Big Boy and talks and tries to sun Big Boy the whole time in the interview like just like like bark on him and stuff and I'm like you don't understand the the image this portrays as 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 you being black Kanye and Dane Lowe and then you being black Kanye with big boy and, I mean, you know and what? The com- the, who represents that, the I community mean, that you know because like, when he feels like it's coming from somebody that's like him you don't want to hear it you know what I'm saying yeah. but when it comes from somebody else that couldn't relate to anything because he thinks they're stupid he, he d- but that. he's not Kanye's not going to call a white guy stupid or something yeah, like that he's not going to nah. bark at him and be like you're an idiot like you know like he's not going to do that to Zane Lowe he's not going to call Zane Lowe idiot He's gonna try to say it nicer. He'll do it to Big Boy. I'll do it to Sway. You don't got to answer Sway. Like he'll do that shit. Yeah, yeah, for real. And and they they've been friends for long since the beginning. Then he'll do that. So like that's what I'm saying. So like it's just a little kind of a little off sometimes. Like I just sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, he's we used lost. to complain it. We used to complain it on the handy, and now and now that he's, he's lost. He's, he's now we just don't know. He's just searching but, but, clearly. I mean, have you seen the interviews? Like, what do you think about those? Like, what do you think about this well, run he's on? Well, the problem is, like, good things he says get lost in ridiculous things he says. So Facts. it's like, it's hot. It's, he'll it's he'll like, drop, like, one solid line and then. You'll be like, oh, that's a great point. Nobody is talking about that. Oh, Kanye, you just, nobody's going to even listen to you now. What do you <laughs> say? You know, you're just like, oh, why'd you do that? Like, so that's how I felt. Like, it was just like, oh, that's a great, that's, you know, that's really intelligent. Wait, wait, no. Shut, oh, you sound stupid now. You know, it's like, it's crazy. So that's how I, and then I'm like, all right, Kanye. I was like, that's too egotistical. I was like, I, I get it. You're on your own wave. But, like, you forgot. Just, you, like, forgot, fam. Like, you're in your own bubble. You just got too rich to, like, remember. Do you think he's going to continue this route? Um, It seems like a rollout for something bigger. So, yes. <laughs> I don't know how much... Jesus oh. the King seems like a rollout. It doesn't seem like like the rollout was just for Jesus the King. I wonder if he could musically survive that type of continuance. Like if people will still keep messing with these same type. Of I think things. he's gonna make a Jesus is King two as his next project. I feel like that's just what he's gonna do, and I think he'll probably do it in the summertime. interesting it's like you know said, like I, honestly like i said i kind of gave my opinions about the whole project already and let's type music a couple weeks ago you check yeah. that out but it's just like just seeing where he's at is just it's like a roller coaster. Awkward. you know it's not like man yeah. like you can't look away <laughs> but you want to like 
<laughs> for real. A, a train train wreck you know it's just man now he's like telling apparently like telling kim to stop dressing so hoish whatever oh yeah uh, he's like, like i don't like like yo yeah. what like all right okay yeah. what are we doing yeah he no. was trying to make he was trying to make his little you know three or four like, year old daughter outdress rihanna and stuff <laughs> like it's like oh no my baby North gotta have a better fit than Riri at, at these awards, <laughs> and and then talking about hey, like now nah, we're gonna wear these rags with these 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 brand new clothes with holes that look like and like, tell them for inmate. Oh, uh, all right, this is one point I'm talking about is yeah. where he tried to kind of justify why he's <laughs> selling clothes at. The prices that he sell them? Did you catch that? Kind of, but it was, it was like so gross that I, I think I just like skipped over. I didn't want. I was like, I don't think you can clarify that. It sounded like he said, like it just added up to taxes. Like I was like, did you just say like basically what's the difference if it's a tide and it's like taxes? It's like it's like for God, it's a tide to God. Or some shit like, well, a big and difference. then he gets a tax break, and I'm, I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm yeah, confused. nah, they just try to say I got to feed my family. That's why the price is so high and stuff like that. Like, right, like, yeah, that's not why like, you so charge it five hundred dollars. I found out a way to a... not give Uncle Sam money for my clothes. It's by rolling out this album and getting hiring a pastor and a choir. And solidifying what is called a church so that I can sell my merch through it tax free. Oh, I'm I'm not even that religious person, and it feels gross to me. So, doesn't that feel gross? It's just like it's tax free, fam. They're tax free. That's gross. Interesting. Like I said, I mean, you guys let us know what your thoughts are on this whole Kanye saga that seems never ending and last project and we think he's going to go in the future and if you think you know it's going to continue like this or not like the Oval Office <laughs> yeah you're going to vote Kanye 20, <laughs> 2024 2024 yeah that's what he said <laughs> but um outside of the whole Kanye shit what I've been watching is is Watchmen and mm. just to touch on it real quick it's a show that you absolutely need to watch because yeah. Even though it is was a... the like Rorschach uh, trailer looking with like all the mob of Rorschach looking dudes or something. That's all I remember. Yeah, they're kind of well, it's still ongoing, so the season's not done, so it's not like the fully revealed stuff. But it's mm. it's kind of based. It's based. Well, it's based on reality. It's based on the Black Wall Street, uh, basically massacre, and you know that whole story mm, that's, that's kind of the backdrop for how it starts and how things get kicked off and it's like generations oh, following that i didn't even hear about that yeah and it's like generations following that and it's like the lead is this is, is a black lady regina what? king and it's dealing with like race and we're talking about Watchmen. yes it's still the TV race show? and all this other stuff and then obviously it throws in twists from like you know black Super wall War. street wait 
Watchmen touched Black Wall Street. That's crazy. And it did. That's crazy. Very gritty, very like real in your face type of way. And it doesn't back down away from anything it talks about. Like, it can be for a superhero show, it can be a very uncomfortable like watch for people. I can sit, I can definitely tell you that. Yeah. Because it touches on such real shit that has like happened. That's crazy. Still like happening. You know, and yeah. obviously there's twists in there and whatever, but it's it, the realness of it is something that you rarely see from a show mm-hmm. from a property like this. And I just applied DC and I applied, you know, HBO for actually taking that mm-hmm. that leap because that's tight. That's not something you really would see getting like approved to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it can't be so. Not even con- I won't even say controversial because it happened, but you know, so hard and uncomfortable for people to to deal with like a whole season of like that type of backdrop. But it does, right. and it does unabashedly, like unabashedly. That's crazy, and it's that's you, like- have, you have to watch it. Like it's it, it's it's tough. Oh, I'm watching it. It's on my list now. So the top. <laughs> so everybody definitely watch that. I want to know who has seen it. What you guys think about the show so far? I think it's phenomenal. I think it's like one of the best shows out at the moment, and one of the best superhero mm. TV based shows I've ever seen. Mm. Period. Mm. Interesting. Period. Crazy. Better than um, the Umbrella Academy. Completely different. I <laughs> know, but I'm just saying. Um, superheroes. Because if I want, like, that, eh, if I want, like, a superhero, like, powers and all that, I would yeah. go to Umbrella Academy. Okay. But if you want a story that's, like, based in that type of world without necessarily not seeing, like, people flying about and, like, you know what I'm saying, like, doing superhero shit like that. Yeah. But it's still, like, based in that kind of world where those type of people exist. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the one. Mm. It's like the wire of, of superhero shows. <laughs> it's, it's fucking gritty, man. I'll tell you that. That's like, it does not pull punches, so it's definitely a, a must-watch for people who have not uh, seen it already. <laughs> That's what's up. So it's December. Um, and you know what that means. Star Wars. <laughs> That's true. It actually comes out real soon. Like I was kind of surprised. I forgot how soon it's dropping, and it's coming out like the nineteenth. Yeah, I've just been like, eh. like yeah. Normally, I'm like, I, I'm pumped. I just I'm, think it's gonna I'm be bad. Super pumped for like anything Star Wars to come out. Like, you know, it's an event. It's like I'm looking for yeah. this shit all year. Like, holy shit, I gotta get tickets now. Like, now it's just been like, eh. I feel like in general it's just been kind of like eh for people. Yeah, but didn't um what's his face sell all that shit? George, uh, George, yeah, didn't he just yeah no, say it's here you go? All owned by Disney, so everything that's happened since yeah. the prequels. Yeah, George has George been. Lucas sold Star Wars for like four billion dollars or some shit. The last thing George Lucas was involved with was the Clone Wars, which was absolutely phenomenal animated show. And everything else since then has been Disney. 
So yeah. this is all in Disney hands, and they brought it explains Abrams, everything. And they brought Abrams back uh, for this last one. They keep switching, like they went Abrams first. Yeah, you know, first people were like, "Oh, it's so amazing," and obviously, I was one. I was like, "It's not that amazing," <laughs> you know. Like, right. Yeah, I was like, pretty it's cool. much the same thing. Which brings me to the point. Um, George Lucas himself, it came out recently that he expressed some disappointment with um, <laughs> the Force Awakens and how he feels like it didn't do anything <laughs> new. Like, this is coming from the man himself. Like, he feels like it didn't yeah. do anything new. Right. Specifically story-wise. And, like, that was my whole problem with it, is that they didn't do anything new. It was, like, way. not even close. It wasn't even... Not even to do anything new. It wasn't even, like, old... Like, good old. It was just regular. It was, like, it right. was like mad just within the storyline, you know? That was it. Like, it was like, just like, okay. Feels like it could have been, like, fan fiction. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like like the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Like, there's so many fan fiction Dragon Ball Z animations that, like, I couldn't tell, like, who was, like, sponsored, like, for real or not. Because, like, they're making stuff canon from some of those people that just made fan animations. Which is so crazy. I'm not really that... Yeah, so I'm really not that pumped. Like, it's weird yeah. feeling for me because I fucking love Star Wars and the potential... It has and has had, and it's just like I don't think there's a cool fucking universe. Like I, much I love Marvel, I don't think there's a cool universe in Star Wars. And yet, Star Wars is lit. They have really fucked the whole trilogy up. Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's and now a bit. it feels like they're just scrambling, like they're just trying to salvage anything they can because apparently. I don't yeah. know if he's for sure going to be in it, but Palpatine definitely voice can be heard in the trailers. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So we're bringing you know, after the they killed, Sith after Lord they killed, back. Yeah, after they killed Snoke, spoiler alert, uh, and <laughs> the last one in a matter yeah. of like five seconds flat after they did this whole build up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Like at least Darth Maul got like like five minutes. Like oh got yeah, he got a whole battle. Like, yeah, he got a whole. He got like he got yeah. They got time out to like breathe and shit. They got like, a battle. He got he got a body. He got a he got a body on him. He killed Qui Gon. Like, bro, like yeah, he killed Qui. Like that's and he wasn't even the raw one. Like he was the one. He was taking orders. Right. Like that. Like you know. So I'd be like, all right, you know, like these other dudes better come with it. Like Darth. Oh, I was like waiting. Maul. I was waiting for some lightsaber scenes to just blow me the fuck away, and I've yet to see one that has been even good remotely compared to any of them. They like the old, the old, like episode four ones where they're just standing across from each other, just like swinging like this, you know, like for real, like, one oh, two up top, then nice one down, and right, I'm yeah. gonna spin and you know, like nah, what are we doing? Like we're out there, fencing. like. Like they're out there fencing and shit. Like right. that's what's crazy. I was like, they're making up. movies where we're making old actors like young people in the entire movies, yeah. and and y'all can't y'all can't be creative in Star Wars. Yeah, y'all can't give me a good lightsaber scene, my G. Yeah. Like how are how are Yoda and like Darth Maul and like all these old scenes that were or like we made Yoda twenty years ago, like we get Yoda 10, 15, We got. Uh, that shit was wrong. Obi Obi Wan and Anakin at the end of episode three. Oh like, yeah, and the whole Qui Gon Darth Maul shit, and it's just like, bro, like, and then we get and this. those are oh. <laughs> yeah, and then we get that's so 
that's a gross. You can't even. I don't know if you can even put that in there. Like how you go from there to there? Does like, that even yeah. count? Does that even count? Like say what you thought about Episode Three. That's bro. gross. Or the prequels. Those yeah. fucking lightsaber scenes were pure bliss. Like those were. Those were what we wanted. That's like that's what that's we what imagined we how they were in like episodes one through like well four through seven, but yeah. they really weren't. That's how you, like you imagined them in your head. And then you finally saw them like that. And you finally and saw then, them, and you're like, and then, "Oh yeah, that's how they would have been if we had the technology." That, you know, like, but then, then they kind of messed some things up. Yeah, and then they say, "You know what people want? They want that old fight scene back." Like, what? <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Gross. Luke is gone. Uh, Leia, I wonder what they can do with her. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really interesting. I'm very, I don't like, know, man. I'm not excited, but I am. <laughs> extremely interested because I have no idea where they're going to go. Like, I literally have no idea. Like, before I kind of knew, like, what they were out there, like, now I literally have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they could put out complete garbage, so I feel like I don't know. I feel like they, they have to have taken an angle with this one. You know, like, some sort of... There has to be something standout He's known for, for, what, nothing but nostalgia. Like, yeah. Star Trek. He just rehashes shit. And it's cool yeah. the first time. But then yeah, after but that, the Borg like, was bro. lit. The Borg was lit, though. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that excited. You guys let us know if you're excited for Star Wars, which is coming out soon. It just feels like huh? the quietest of a Star Wars it's like quiet. tentpole moment out of, in, out of the entire series. Like, it feels like this is the quietest it's ever been. Yeah, but I have seen the Mandalorian on mm. Disney Plus's new streaming service. Oh, nice! And it's good. That's what's up. So they delivered <clears throat> on that so far. So <sighs> you get like a baby Yoda. It's not Yoda, but it's like whatever race species he is. You get that. Oh, uh, that's cool. Well, baby, but it's like 50 years old, but it's a baby. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. I heard about that, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, sticking to Disney Plus. Um, so we did an opinion piece recently, I think last week, about um, this semi-controversy, non-controversy about what they're doing. So, like I said, talked about for a while, Disney Plus finally launched their long-awaited streaming service to kind of combat Netflix mm. and whatnot. Um, right. I don't, know, I don't know if you have it or you plan on signing up for it. No, I haven't gotten it yet. I'll get it. I'm going to get it soon. I was just waiting. Um, I don't I don't jump to, to first-gen iteration applications. Well, they definitely have a lot to offer, obviously, because, you know, Star Wars. They got everything. Disney, Pixar. Yeah. got everything. Um but they also have their old original versions of certain movies that haven't aged so well. Uh, oh, like yeah. Like I heard about that. Well, they have everything except for uh, Song of the South, I believe is what it's called, which is an unabashedly racist film from them. Huh. Um, but in front of these, like, Films, especially like Dumbo, um, yeah. 
they put like a disclaimer. Oh yeah. Or saying that these don't necessarily depict. Uh... Let's read it real quick. <laughs> the, the the disclaimer game. That's classic. This program is presented as originally created. It may contain outdated cultural appropriation or cultural depictions. That's literally the two lines it says. And it's it may quite... contain outdated cultural depictions. May contain? Yes. Okay. Which is very... How... Well, may contain it's with t- the disclaimer t- 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 on only... Well, how many... Is it on the other movies? Does it's it on... Put it on... Yeah, on the original versions of Dumbo, The Jungle Book, Lady and the Tramp, Peter Pan, and others. Hmm. So, I think they're just doing it. They know which movies do, but they're kind of trying to do like a, on all of our originals, we're just going to throw it out there. That's the only way to keep it clean. Yeah. That's that's the only way to make it look okay. And it's a very (laughs) uh, non admittal, admittal. Like, it's... It's tying tiptoe around the issue, and it's only two lines. And somehow yeah. people kind of picked up on it. It's been making rounds around the internet, and well, because that low goes. key, that's almost like, like if if we were to get serious about it, if there's offensive material in something rated G, it's no longer rated G. So like they would have to change the ratings on their cartoons from the past. If we really got into the brass tacks of like the language used, it would have to be PG. Think so? Yeah. Well, this created quite a stir, particularly I think like, with we could we could protest, man. Let's kind of conservatives. <laughs> yeah, conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> and now they think it's like a snowflake thing, you know, like. Oh, now we're putting disclaimers on that. You know the same old argument. You know about yeah, work is old and shouldn't be you know criticized. Basically, um, mm-hmm. even though it's not even criticizing, it's literally two sentences, two short sentences that doesn't really do much. Um, yeah, and you know in the piece they talk about like Laura Ingram from Fox News fame. Who? Oh, let's be clear, she's not a fan of. Anything non-white. Uh, <laughs> she said, literally, no one has noticed any of these things before in the film. <laughs> literally, no one has noticed. <laughs> uh, that's classic. Which is that's classic. Crazy, because I've known about the Dumbo shit pretty much my entire life. Yeah, I knew about that shit when I was like nine or some shit. Like, I, well, yeah. All that shit. That's so weird. That's so funny. They're like, what? Are, uh, people are probably listening right now. What? 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 What part in the Dumbo stuff? What do you mean? <laughs> uh, the crows, the Jim crows, unabashedly Jim crows. The Jim that crows. Yeah. That shit that was so blatant. Shucking and jiving and doing all this extra shit that is declared dead. Except the big red lips, you know. Yeah, um, it was. It was crazy. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, all oh, them shits. So I don't know. You guys tell us what you think about that. Like I just thought it was interesting that trade this hoopla over <laughs> two lines. You know that was just Disney saying, "Hey, you know what it is. 
We, we, that was just some like, yeah, we hear y'all talking. You know what it is. Here's a, here's, here's a few lines. Yeah, we're going to put it out there anyways, but we know. Yeah. 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 yeah I made a billion dollars on this one movie. You want, you want me to take it? No. Nah, here, here you go. Here's two lines. <laughs> I'm going to make another billion. Thanks. Like, <laughs> so, um, Nothing we've never really got a chance to talk about was Joker and your uh, Joaquin Phoenix and opinions about uh you know well how it did it, the kind of response it got from people the backlash sort of you know yeah well I honestly didn't really look into like the backlash and stuff I didn't. I didn't really pay attention to the criticism. Basically, but... saying it's like celebrating. Oh, uh, huh. Kind of okay. dark parts. Like, it's just such a dark movie, you know, at points. And it's just like. Well, I that's guess... the take they took, though. So yeah. It's a movie. Basically, you're saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the same like thing. The, this, this is like the comedian shit. This is like the same thing with like the comedian jokes. Yes, yeah, the same argument that. You know, it can influence, uh, you know, kids. And it's a rated whatever. R movie. Like, basically, basically saying that <laughs> glorifying like the the dark parts of you know humanity and you know, gotcha, making yeah, putting him as finding like, like positivity in the like yeah, he, yeah, like he's a hero, and, like whatever. Right. But so in that regards, for me. I think they're overreacting, but For, yeah, I also can kind of see where they're coming from because this is one where there is no, like even a lot of anti-hero or like dark movies, there is sort of some type of moral center or some sort of <laughs> yeah. like counter to him. And mm-hmm. this one, there's nothing. It's just him. So it's like, yeah, it's full on just his story. There's no counter. There's no good. There's no, you know what I'm saying? And it just kind of ends mm-hmm. that. So I get in that sense, story-wise, yeah. there's no, like, bright spot in here, like, at all. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, that criticism's dumb. If they just watch the movie, it's obvious. I mean, like, once he, you know, spoilers, fam, spoilers. Uh, Once he killed his mom, like, the fuck are you talking about, like, glorifying this shit like nobody's gonna like kill their mom and and then go around thinking that they're good guys like well in real they're life. saying it because of this whole you know kind of rise up against the rich and uh rise up against the establishment basically and how they well i think they also realize that it is representative about how about uh, uh, how imbalanced the world it, is. It, it did kind of. I could see how it could have st- struck a nerve. Yeah, in because terms of the, think, the air right now. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, I think them getting upset about it is also them realizing how imbalanced and fucked up a lot of society is these days. Yeah, how it is feels like there is that kind of tension between mm-hmm. the two sides. That's and that gap only keeps growing. And like right. they're worried about that themselves personally, 
without actually admitting that, hey, they are pointing out some very, like, real shit, like, a little too close to home, I think, for people, you know? Mm-hmm. Where it could be that spark that that happens, you know? And they're worried about, they said they're worried about, like, the lone wolf incel type of individual and how they can get some, like motivation, inspiration, whatever you would say from this type of thing. Oh, that's trash. That's their that's argument, trash. basically. Mm. The Lone Wolf was going to do it anyway. I'm pretty sure Dylan Roof was already shooting up a church before this movie came out. So, um... <laughs> like, yo, this Joker shit... Look, this, this is my take on this movie. Um... It's different. It's good, but it's. I didn't. I wasn't blown away. Like I didn't think exactly. it was like. That's why. That was. That was that's why I was mad. I was a little bit mad because I wasn't blown away. That's the only thing. My takeaway was that when it ended, I was like, "Well, all right, that was fucking that was Phoenix's cool. Joker." I was like, well, that's cool. And I then I just, really I just nodded my head. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I was like, see it again. Yeah, I didn't need to see it again. I just, it was the story. It was just like, all right, beginning and cool. You know, but not like, like Heath Ledger's Joker. I'll watch that right now. Like I'll stop the podcast and turn it on. Like that's just (laughs) like, like, (laughs) like I don't. All right. So here's my thing. Like I get, I also kind of get why people praise it so much because it's kind of the pushback against the criticism is getting and outcries against it. So I think they push back even harder, kind of highlighting it and putting it on this pedestal as like this greatest movie of all time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they think they went overboard on both sides. Like there is no like middle ground because, like you said, after I watched it, I was like, "Well, that was cool," and that was it. Like you know, like it wasn't <laughs> yeah, like them. Like I need to see this again asap. Like oh my god, I need to get yeah. the scenes. Like it was very straightforward like it was a very straightforward film like yeah my girl straight up said like so so that was that what do you think and i was like i don't know like (laughs) i just literally said i i I don't know (laughs) that was like i don't think they did anything that interesting with them as a character like it was pretty much laid out what was going to happen from the very jump and When everything happened, I wasn't surprised that everything was in his head. I wasn't surprised that all this, it was like lies. Like, I was, like there was nothing surprising. Yeah. The thing about Joker is you're supposed to be taken aback by how, like, unexpected, you know, yeah. things are and things he does. And, like, why? And, like, mm-hmm. they don't really need an explanation for why he does things. Like, and so they tried to well, give that. Well, the problem was like they screwed up. They twisted up some stuff. So, like, I was trying to, like, think of stuff, like, as storyline. And then it became, like, not storyline. Like, like the mom was, like, so he was adopted. So, like, her being crazy, I thought was hereditary. But it wasn't because he's adopted. You know? Like, yeah. like because he went to go get his mom's paperwork and shit. And then I was like, well, all right. So, so now I know less about him. Well, she was just as a she was just used as a vehicle, as another vehicle to kind of try to portray as why he would be pushed to the edge or over the edge. Yeah, nothing more. But I was like, what's what? What about the condition though? Nothing more. It was. I need. Just I was like, fam. What it was are we just doing? The way to say this is why he's breaking type of thing. Like that's it. 
Like it wasn't like there was nothing extraordinary about the film to me. Like outside of Joaquin, Joaquin was phenomenal and he's always been a phenomenal. Like actor. he he himself was amazing. Like yeah, him, he himself was amazing. Whoa, whoa. But the story I mean, I, and then and then it's also like yeah. if anybody's ever seen any of Scorsese's early films, like Taxi Taxi Driver or Comedians, like mm-hmm. this is literally those movies. It's like it's not like it's anything. Yeah. But Brand the problem new. was it was supposed to feel like those, but it felt more like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. What? What twist? The 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 twist was that like he didn't the girl the girl wasn't there every Were time. Like he was surprised? he was imagining No, but I'm saying Were that's you like surprised. I wasn't surprised, but I was like, them, there's no way. But him playing the like, no, oh, no, that no. didn't really happen. You you imagined that whole thing. Like I was that whole thing. Like, That's like M Night shit. I was like, when they were together doing all, I was really like, bullshit. <laughs> I was like, bullshit. Right? Yeah, for real. Well, here, of course, like, like, like uh, yeah, nah. no. But it was just hilarious, just like because they kept doing it, and I was like, what? I just felt like it was a big supposed to try to be like this big commentary on like mental health and society and inequality and all this stuff and I just felt mm-hmm. like it came up short <laughs> on pretty much all those fronts and yeah. the joker parts of it weren't even that jokery to me it was just like honestly yeah. should have started at the end I'm just I was just underwhelmed like it was good but it wasn't like movie of the year like let's be honest. Like people are trying to say it's no. like movie of the year. It's like it was good, uh-huh. but it wasn't I don't think it did anything that new or special. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like sure, it was a serious superhero film. But there have been serious superhero films. So it's not like yeah. you know Yeah, Logan breaking. Logan's better than that. I'm just gonna say straight up. Honestly. Logan is writing, Logan's better than that. Logan is phenomenal. But yeah. uh yeah, I don't know. Which is weird. It's cool. Right? Like, to think about, like, why is Logan better than the Joker? Well, he was a more interesting character, for one. <laughs> yeah, but I X-Men mean, 2. X-Men 2 isn't better than... Or 3. X-Men 2 was phenomenal. Stop it. Actually, X-Men 2 is the best one. X-Men 2 was phenomenal. Stop it. X-Men, X-Men 2 is the best. Yeah, you're right. You're right. X Men Three is weird, and then yeah, all right, all right, yeah, I'm I'm bugging, I'm bugging. It wasn't that crazy, but they're supposed to make another one, a sequel. So yeah, here's I mean, there's been rumors flying around that said that there's a sequel. Pod that they already kind of greenlit a sequel, but Todd has basically come out and already debunked those, saying that yeah, we talked just general dinner talk, you know, like whenever time mm. a movie makes that much money, obviously you're gonna talk about sequels but nothing's planned or signed or you know mm-hmm. even really thought about but I wouldn't be surprised if a sequel does come out it's just weird because I don't really know where they go from here without it going into a full on superhero film you know what I'm saying like yeah. alright we've told how he becomes Joker now for him to be Joker there needs to be that counter yeah well the it's problem is just a anarchy type film like that counter and Batman's that perfect counter. I think to him. we we kind of wanted the Jared Leto Joker, but like 
in a good writing story just of that like that that type of grit well, and like Jared Leto's Joker is dead let's put it that way he's dead he's never yeah. coming back he's not even going to be in the next he barely existed movie. he barely existed and I feel for the guy because you know he tried he tried something he went out with him and tried something completely different than anything he's gotten before from Joker and mm. And they also kind of screwed him over by putting him in a, such a shitty film and then cutting out literally all. It the took parts. out everything. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh yeah. So we're gonna I don't cut know. Your Thirty minutes down to five. So we don't know how good or not he really would have been, but it's. I think it's the writing on the wall. It's never coming back. Yeah. Just like Batman, Ben Affleck's Batman's dead. Now they got the Batman with Robert Pattinson coming out. So I don't know. I like. I don't know how they where they go from a sequel without this turning into a superhero. Or hero type film because mm-hmm. you can't just have two hours of Joker just doing crazy shit. Like you need a counter. Yeah, and we've already kind of gotten that tale of how he came them, and then we've also never really been <clears throat> clear: is this is this actually Joker, or is this like the inspiration for Joker? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't Be- done anything. Because I always approached it as like he's the inspiration. Joker, but not necessarily <clears throat> Joker. Right. So Well, because that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh. Because Joker's Because there's like so many clowns. There's the so day. many. Let's be honest, Joker is a genius. Yeah, and I was like, all- there's no way that Joker could do so like just in all the Batman movies we've seen, you know? Like the bus scene, like the Heath Ledger scene with the bus at the first intro scene with like all the robbers and shit and like he just Joker or just the hospital. He's like, a borderline genius, let's be real, about yeah. like, his plan of shit. And the Joaquin Phoenix Joker's not doing that. And so, spoiler alert, that's how I also, knew first they also changed Batman's whole origin story completely. Oh, for sure. Facts. When, yeah. I already knew that. You can't they can't do it without doing that. There's no way. So that's what I'm saying. So unless it ties directly into Robert Pattinson's Batman, I have a hard time seeing where they go. Yeah. Th- there couldn't be a sequel without it. Definitely feels like it's, it's definitely was a self-contained story, and it felt like it was a self-contained story. Yeah, it felt like just a. It felt kind of weird. Like the honestly, the shooting thing kind of felt a little bit like. I don't know. It was weird. It's like we came for a dreamish, just that one little part where he was like in the audience and shit, like just like by he was I mean, just I, by himself and shit. That's another reason why I get why people are upset because they're. It, it hits close to home. Like, it's very, feels very real. It feels very, even though it's set in, like, what, the 70s, it definitely feels like where society kind of is on that brink of, you know, that that tension. So, yeah. I don't know. You guys tell us what you thought about Joker. Where you think they could head with a sequel? Where you think he ranks among the other Jokers out there? Mm-hmm. And do you think it really, you know, lives up to the hype? Me personally, not really. <laughs> um, one other controversial thing I want to talk about, like with superhero films, is uh, Mark Scorsese. So, Scorsese. I'm not sure if you've heard, but it's been a big deal, like the last month, about comments he made about superhero films. No, actually, I don't think I've heard. Um, yeah, what's going down? So basically, compared comic book films as kind of like, you know, theme parks as not 
like true cinema. Um, oh. And I'm sure you can imagine the <laughs> the kind of response from geekdom and nerddom alike. Yeah. They're pretty strong. Uh, all types oh, of think pieces and all, like, just endless, you know, whatever. We even had a That's little crazy. article about it and talked about you know, yeah. Scorsese thing. Um, wow. That's so funny. You know, Scorsese is an interesting guy. He's up there. He's also almost like 80 years old, so it's like... He's 77, I think. He's clearly from a different era, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. surprised he feels this way. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. He might have just made his best film. The Irishman? In... Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah, I'm hearing great things. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet either, but what I'm hearing about it is crazy. I'm excited now. I wasn't excited when I saw it, like on Netflix. I was like, ooh, I'll get to it. But then I heard people talking about it. I was like, oh, shit, it's like that. Okay. I mean, it's got a phenomenal cast. Um, but yeah, like we were saying about what he was saying, he was saying many franchise films, he did clarify that many franchise films are made by like people of considerable talent and artistry. Mm-hmm. That they are very well produced. But he's saying that they don't really... I guess convey real experiences about like the human experience. I guess what he's saying, uh-huh. and he's basically saying like Marvel films and all those other turn, turning in like theaters into basically amusement parks where they're like, oh, boxing out other smaller artistic type movies, and he doesn't want to see that continue. See, that's interesting. He took the art house approach. He just shitted on entertainment film. He just shitted on film entertainment versus like film, like theater. (laughs) You know, like like not not for like pure entertainment, but for the art. Like Mm -hmm. film for film's sake. He's like, I make film for... That's like a guy who's saying I make film for film's sake. You, You make film for entertainment. You know. Right, and he's not saying. To be clear, he wasn't saying that there wasn't room for both, but he's saying he doesn't want to see movie theaters becoming solely those. And like, yeah, he wants, he wants to see them critical engagement yeah, sometimes, exactly. and he's like, he feels like the popcorn bubble, the bubblegum approach, right. kind of drowns out the more critical films voices. Yeah. In in yeah in theater and like, that he's saying that he's making theaters. it they're making it like so much harder for those type of films to get into theaters mm-hmm. and cinema or Which, stay in there for yes more than a yeah. couple weeks right. Which I, I honestly agree with them. Yeah, I'm like that's actually a good point. <laughs> I'm like yeah, uh, yeah, I could probably go see Joker now, and it should probably not it's be in theaters. Still in there, yep. Yeah, no, correct. It's it's <laughs> you know like, <laughs> but it shouldn't be. Like that shit is over with. Like, but then like a movie like, like, like Tarantino's like, I don't know. Well, Tarantino was in there say. for a while. He was in there for a while, yeah. but that's Tarantino. He's speaking more about like. Directors that aren't Tarantino, you know, so like that don't have that, <laughs> yeah. don't have that huge yeah. name attached to them that are trying to like create something mm-hmm. and put it out there for you know 
more discerning audiences. And he's saying that he, he doesn't necessarily see a route for them, or he sees it being like eroded, basically. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to ask people in film a little bit more about how they feel about that, like independent filmmakers and stuff. How they feel about like movie theaters in general. I mean, how do you feel about what he said that uh, it, superhero movies aren't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being? <laughs> um, I think that's him over-analyzing the word superhero. Yeah. I think he, he he's saying because they are super, they are not human. Uh-huh. Therefore... They are There's not no. conveying human emotions. Like yeah. they are being, they're conveying something other than human. Well, that there's so, no real consequences or meaning to what they're doing on film. Right. Be- because they're, the circumstances of the reality aren't, aren't based in truth. So he feels like that. that Which there, also, where there is where I kind of break off. It's like, okay, that I can't agree with because we've yeah. seen. Tell the superhero movies that say, like recently that have had actual meaning, have had consequences, that have had like these mm-hmm. deeper messages, like Black Panther, like uh, Captain America: Civil War. You know what I'm saying? Like in mm-hmm. Infinity War, like they talk about like real things. So like yeah. we're past that day and age where of like <clears throat> Batman, where you had like nipples and shit like that, and like that, like I feel like, like that's the like crux Mr. Of, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the Mr. good Freeze. ones. Like we're past those days, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, nah. Uh. That was that was entertainment. <laughs> like though. those are. Yeah, I love Mister Freeze I have, though. I love that him a thousand percent. Those are strictly for entertainment, like popcorn, like no real anything yeah. to them. But past <laughs> those days, like you can't say that about like Dark Knight and all those movies. Nah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, that's also Scorsese. Time, you can say what the fuck you it's Scorsese. Like you like it's Scorsese. <laughs> I mean, he's like he's literally say whatever you one want. of the greatest directors of all Ever. time. Yeah, it, it's it's like he's Usually top he's, five. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore with Alfred Hitchcock. Like Scorsese's up there. Yeah, so like him saying it because he's like it's crazy. That's what's wild. It's like a dude on on Mount Rushmore just talking wild. Like it's kind of funny, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, but. I mean, I, I could see why the comic book people take it offense because he like he he. It's almost like offending somebody, but then like trying to like big them up with a backhanded compliment at the right after that. Like you know, like like, <laughs> like, like, it, it, like yeah, your movies are kind of bullshit, but I know they're hard to make and they are well produced, but they're still kind of bullshit. I, I just yeah. like when he said it, like, and I saw that he said it. I was like, "Oh, yeah." I know. I know how this is gonna go. I can't wait to see the responses to this. You know, because people could get so triggered from that shit. Like, if you even mention a like mm-hmm. a nerd property or you know any comic book type property in a negative light, like they are gonna come out full force, and they definitely did. Yeah, I mean. He has an easy defense, though. All he has to do is just to be like, look at the Oscars. 
How many of those types of things have ever won Best Picture? Well, like I said, his defense, <laughs> is, his defense is I'm fucking Scorsese. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the god of this shit. Like, like, like what, what are you going to tell me about film? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's made some of right. the like, greatest movies of all time. Like, what are you going to say? <clears throat> For real? I just think it's hilarious that the response, like, I just knew it was going to be the way it was. <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah he's like but I'm also not surprised again I'm not surprised about what he said I have like that sounds you, like some shit like, he would say what would you expect like from somebody who's made movies if like I asked silence, him about you know comic book movies I expect him to say something like that honestly if I yeah, asked him what, yeah, what would you, you expect about? from somebody like yeah. that you know what I'm saying it's like my whole life is dedicated to making like Nothing like that. Like, you know, like, like, my, my, like, he, like, like he made even... Raging Bull. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the guy that made Raging Bull. Like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> right. I'm a purist. Like, <laughs> which is crazy. Silence. Silence, which is a movie I slept through. Like, come on. Like, yeah. That's why I haven't watched this new movie because it's three and a half hours long. It's three hours long, fam. Yeah, that's a But it's on Netflix. Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. Yo, and Joe Pesci's the boss this time. He got to be the boss. And sure. I heard he's excellent. I'm sure he dies somehow. Well, of course. He I, always I mean, has the worst deaths. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic. I just thought about that. Yeah, Fucking Joe cas- Pesci. I just think of, every night I just think of Goodfellas, death, and Casino. Yeah, those are, that's what I just thought of. Like, and Casino like. was... Fucking brutal. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to watch. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think he's gonna be like that because he's like old and like the I boss. Don't know. So I Wait, don't what's know. the story about? It's about um The Irishman's uh hitman. Jimmy Hopper, that's what it is. Right? Yeah. 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 Who played Jimmy Hoffa? Pacino. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the, yeah. Jimmy Hoffa, and then um, I forgot. There's something else. But whatever, we'll watch it and we'll just we'll chop it Definitely up about how we feel about it. <clears throat> like I said, fuck whatever whatever Scorsese has to say about film, just let him. <laughs> For real though, what am I arguing with you about? You made some of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Before we get out of here, uh, talk about a couple albums. Uh, so okay, you sent me a link about Fabulous. Um, oh yeah, just I'll just you know just sometimes shoot out three. It's been a while. Survivor. Yeah, you don't get how he does. He did, he says how he's gonna level up and how he's gonna be more on his shit and drop more shit, and then he disappears for like a whole year and then randomly drops again. Yeah, yeah. Um, what'd you think about it? Well, honestly, the first listen, I was like, "Oh, this is vibes," you know. I was like, "This is pretty very female-oriented." Yeah, it was like he's kind of. It's a different fab, honestly. It's it's not like grimy fab. It's it's kind of like no. Like, he's always um, had that duality. Relationship he's always, fed. He's always made, you know, those female records. But this one is very heavy on him. Like, 
Yeah, this one's this one's yeah. I think he's happily in love or like has his girl just like well, it says it's like relationship fab. Like I texted you. Why the fuck did this not come out in the summer? <laughs> well, I don't know. He says because something this I think is he's clearly, on drink chance. This is said something about geared towards summer, you know, summer night yeah. vibes. I don't think he ever dropped them in the summertime, though. I think he always dropped them in the winter. I think he did it for the nostalgia. He's got a a whole line in here, which clearly he made before the summer drop, about Zion (laughs) Zion Williamson hopefully getting drafted by the Knicks. Oh, wow. And when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? Bruh. It's the This is how I know this shit was supposed to come out. Way back when. That's crazy. Why the fuck hmm. can't they get it together? Like, I don't understand. That's a great question. Because this, this, this was a- part of his mixtape series, and I think this is an album, official album, this one is. is. I, mean, I think even, so. I think he did honest. it like Tori did Chick's Tape. Let's be honest. Even his mixtapes are better than most people's albums. Oh, you will, yeah. 100%. <laughs> the sure. only reason that makes tape is because he can't clear all the samples that he uses. Uh, um, yeah, but but he be making his, songs better than the original songs sometimes. His like, mixtapes are better than his albums. Let me be honest; like his best shit are his mixtapes. Yeah, it's just same with it's fire. It's fab. All right, it's fab. Fab is back. He drops some it's fire. Yeah. we don't have to go, we don't have to deep dive on that fab. You know, it's but just yeah, like you know, why the fuck did she drop in the summer? Like this is a summer record. Why though? What did you drop in December? Yeah. I didn't. Why, Why can't you get your shit together, Fab? <laughs> That's crazy. Fab's just staying on his underground, just. Uh, his will pop up once every year and a half, just randomly. Yeah. And talk about how I'm going to get back on my shit and get on my bully and then disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like, another year and a half. Like, bro, that's just annoying as fuck. Yeah. It is though, but I was just happy to see some, and because I was like familiar with the series, like I'm like, oh, another one of those. So like, it was it was just cool to to get this like probably, you know, I, I'm not gonna say the last installment, but he needs to. Who knows, Who knows with them? Um, yeah. I'm sure you haven't heard the Davies. Is oh, you talking about what was it? God Survival? Godfather Survival. Survival. So, oh. he's calling this his debut album, even though he's had like fucking six projects before. Yeah, he's calling this his debut. Um, oh, that's why I was confused. <laughs> he's calling it his debut. Everybody's calling that. The, see, that's funny. Is he allowed to call it his debut? That's the new hustle, I guess, you know. All oh, those are just warm ups. This was this is the real deal, you know? I don't know. They said the baby's album didn't qualify as a. Debut. A new one, cause he had, cause he had his mixtapes out beforehand. I don't know. He's trying to. Well, he's trying to call this his debut. So yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Twelve mixtapes later, y'all. <laughs> game time. I'm ready. <laughs> You've heard me rap with the legends in the streets. <laughs> now I'm gonna give you my first album. <laughs> now what? I know you don't like Dave. Nah, I warmed up to him. It took me a minute. It took for a minute. I was like, I don't know, man. There were a couple of tapes where I was just like, ah, Look, you sound, this sounds like the last one. 
Dave East is Dave East at this point. Like, you know exactly what you're going to get from him, and he gives you that to the fullest, like, here. Like, it's nothing new. It's just more Dave mm-hmm. East. Yeah. Same kind of tired flow, but he has some songs. <laughs> yeah, he, has he some does. Features. Like, he got Magic B feature, which is a dope-ass song, actually. Crazy. It's just... He's clearly peaked, and I don't know where you go from here. <laughs> well, he's writing. Well, so here's the thing: this is uh, him just capitalizing on the Wu Tang hype because of him acting. So True. I I figured he needed to put a project. I was just smart marketing. So honestly, I think that's just for his core fans. I think that was just a core fan release that he just wanted to make an official release with his well, uh I think public. He only has core fans at this point, so. <laughs> you can be too strategic there, you know. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, but people watching the Wu Tang thing are gonna go check out stuff. So this is gonna stream, you know, yeah, monetarily. I think he's one. just trying to monetize his 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 music on the streaming side. So I think putting this album out while he just put his face in a big show is a good idea. I just don't think it's the best. Like, I don't know, man. He is what know. he is. He is what he, he is. He might not. He might not. Yeah, he is what he is. He is what he is. He's like. You know exactly what you're getting from every time. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, he can rap. Davies like fans, he can, it's like look, currency he, fans. Look, he can rap. But there's not one bar I can tell you he's ever said. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Not one bar where I'd be like, whoa. Run that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't flow like that. He doesn't have an emphasis in this. There's zero shit. emphasis. He says simple shit. Yeah. But, um, all right, Lil Peep. Everything's, everything's everything. That's what it's called. No, everybody's, everybody's everything. Everybody's everything, yeah. His second posthumous release. That was weird. And was what's weird to, was... like, his documentary, I guess. I thought it was going to be... Honestly, um, better than, well, no. it's hard to say. No. Honestly. It's just it a lot of like weird it. leftover stuff they just do together. Honestly, I, I have fallen the line where Boston's albums where they, it's a fine line between like honoring somebody, you know, their legacy yeah. and then like. It's too much. Too much. Where it's like. All right, this there's no way this is how he wanted to put this out, or or that he yeah. wanted to put this out. Like a lot of these feel like songs that probably never would have heard. Nah, if people was alive, maybe two of these songs would have had more production few, and stuff done to them. There's and a few he would have songs here, but other than yeah. that, it's like all pretty much throwaways. It is all throwaways. That's this is the throwaway album. That's and that's why they why have them. I don't like Christmas <laughs> albums for the most part. It's just it's, it's never gonna be true to an artist like yeah. vision for what they have. I almost forgot it came out because when you brought it up, I was like, oh, oh yeah, because I just uh, after I went through it, I was just a little disappointed that they put it out, honestly, <laughs> because his. Album, you know his 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 real posthumous album was like that. It should have just been left there. Yeah, you know, perfect. End it there. Yeah, 
don't need to keep Otherwise, dragging them through. Yeah, you know, they should have just like whatever the best ones were. They should have they could have just deluxed that one and just put like three of these songs that they thought were the best, and then just let that ride. But nah, and it's always weird to hear like an artist talk about like him, where he talked a lot about like dying. And oh and yeah, and not waking up and, so many and, times. Yeah, talk about it like two, what two, three years later. Still, it's like mm-hmm. it's a little weird. No, nah, it's weird every time. Every time I hear that artist, like I'll even hear you know like like Mac Miller and shit, like talking about living forever in songs, and I'm like, oh shit, like you know, like I'm like, oh man, like it's it's crazy just hearing you know artists talk about stuff like that. Yeah, when they pass. Uh, it's one I could have done without. Um, Tory Lanez. Chicks tape. This is him at his very best when he can wear his influences on his sleeve without, you know, acting like it's not what he's doing, you know? Yeah, he when he gets to say it, <laughs> yeah, like straight up, like, like, yo. Straight up, I'm going to jack your shit. And just I'm going to get own. into yeah. this flow. You know, like, so we don't have to guess, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, i jack your whole song and then just make it my own, like, cool. Yeah, but. Then you don't got to act like, oh, this is me, like, you know what I'm saying? No, except, is- for, except for the ones where, uh, wasn't there a joint where he, there wasn't a feature or something? I feel like there was a song with no features. Or maybe he was just rapping too much on it. There was one part, only one time did I like was listening and 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 thought for a second that he sounded like Drake was rapping, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And other than that, the whole tape was great. It was just like a cool, just listen. This and I was is him like, at his best when he can steal and just do it without acting like he's not, and then wear those like '90s, early 2000s R&B influences, like yeah, without any concern. This that intro, that jagged edge, starting with that jagged edge. That's one of my favorite songs off the joint, off the album too. That shit's crazy. This is who he is. He, yeah. I don't, I don't think he'll ever have his own true identity as an artist. But to be he honest, can, he can do these tapes many times over and be fine. Yeah, well, this is the biggest he's ever been. So to be honest, this is like a good year to look at Tory Lanez to see if he goes anywhere further or if this is his biggest hill like because he's kind of i'm peaked. calling it now this is it's peak. like a peak this is yeah this is big i don't know man until he has an original song that is as big as his remixes this is his peak mm. tell me tell me a tory long a definitive tory long tory lane song that is not a remix or uh, variation of somebody else's. I don't know. I would have to think really about it because I don't know. Some of those songs that like, what was that? That talk to me, baby. Just oh, he's got baby. songs. I'm not saying he don't have songs. What's but, that song? He got some joints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. He got, yeah, but, and those songs aren't going to take him to the next level. He's got songs, but he doesn't have. Yeah, you're right. That you're right. That you're right. moment, he doesn't have that project. He doesn't have, you know, that definitive anything. It's just. Yeah. What's crazy is I didn't is, think Russ would like out overshadow him though. Russ I, I has, thought, I, but 
you know the difference, right? Russ is oh, all yeah. original. Yeah, completely. And he just keeps getting better. <laughs> like, so I'm he saying, gets... Russ is all original. So, Tori's not. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's Dido from Pokemon. Like, he's, he's uh... still everybody else's <laughs> shit, bro. Like, That's hilarious. He can't help himself. Even when he tries to make a song, it just sounds like some other shit that always came out. For real. Yeah, that's what's... Yeah, you're right. And that's yeah. what's stopping him. Yeah. And it's not no shame in it. Like, bro, you have a whole career off this shit, clearly. Huh? That whole <laughs> series can carry you, but yeah, it's going to be hard to be, like, breakthrough when you don't have your own definitive, like, sound. Like, if you hear on the radio, wouldn't it be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's Tory. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, oh, I mean, this. his his singing Sounds voice like is weird, shit. so I kind of would know it, but yeah. I mean, you would know his voice, but style-wise? Yeah, nah. What's the Tory style? I don't know. Drake? But yeah. Drake, for real. Well, there was some stuff that wasn't hip hop that came out that was pretty fire. FKA Twigs. Oh, Magdalene was it Magdalene. Magdalene. Yeah, it's yeah. on my short list for album of the year. Ooh. Okay. I will. Okay. All right, I like that. I see where you're at. Yo, that shit is magnificent. That shit is phenomenal, bro. <laughs> like, like, I, mean, I was just like, all right, yo, you you heard what I heard? And I was like, because I put that on and it was just like, wait, what? I was like, this is ooh, and then yo, her vocals, fan, crazy. I'd be forgetting, I'd be forgetting, because she's so unique and she just does weird shit. That right. like, I'd be forgetting that she could just, if she wanted to, she could kill us with like Sia ballads and she could like go platinum every time because she's like right. her vocals are so but dope she but like has her own unique sound and style and i mean i have a let's talk music come this week that's already recorded that'll be going up probably a little later where i talk about it mm. and it's like its own it's like an experience bro. like mm. when i when you call like musicians auteurs like this like she yeah. is what you're talking about because this shit oh, is yeah. so unlike anything else out there and it's so true to like just her. Yeah. It can't be replicated. Like Yeah, no, there's it, nobody like it. There's nothing like it. And it's so like theatrical. Like Yeah, so it's, it's performance. It does. Like the sound, it's like the way it's moving, it's so it's, like I said, it's almost as visual as it is like audio. Like Yeah. And if you watch any of her music videos, you can see why it just matched. Like it's just oh man, her videos are crazy. You have to yo if you haven't watched any FKA Twigs videos, I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> do yourself a favor and just just YouTube some shit because her videos are crazy. Like because she's she's a dancer, so she like she's a phenomenal dancer. She's like world class actually. Yeah, like 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 top notch, like. Like top level, like she kills it. It's crazy. It's crazy. She, this is like before Tiana Taylor did that like fade video, like that fade video Tiana Taylor did. Like FKA Twigs do that shit in her sleep. Like that's how crazy. Except she's just not built the same, so I can't really be doing that. But like whatever, you know. This what is this is absolutely music elevated as like art, higher art, and but it still keeps that musicality to it. 
where it's still a very good listen without it being like mm. just only appreciated for the artist doing, but you can appreciate it for the music as well. Yeah, there's been some good albums, like kind of just sliding in this year. Brittany Howard, one we know, another one we never talk about. Jane. Oh yeah, yeah, from another um, one, Alabama, Alabama Shakes. Shakes, her solo yeah. debut. Yeah, that was fire. I mean, it just sounded like it was. It was honestly, it was so cool because it was almost like if we just like it. It really felt like walking away with her, like out of Alabama Shakes, and like yeah. her, like you know, just doing her vibe. It felt like, yo, let's go over here and like you know, it's another it one was that's crazy, uniquely her. Like, yeah, feels completely yeah. authentic yet. Super eccentric, like the production. Mm-hmm. It's got everything: funk, blues, soul, rock, country. Like it's a mix of like yeah. everything, and somehow she makes it work. And her voice, obviously, is one of the best out there. Period. Yeah. Did you listen to that Snow Allegra album? I did not. Oh. Oh. Yo, okay, the Snow Allegra album, it's called Uh, Those Feels Again. That one's one of those, too. I'm just going to have to let you know. Snow Allegra. Never even heard of it. Oh, my God. Doug, that's one of those. Snow with an H. S-N-O-H. Snow. Just look up Snow, Doug. I'm telling you right now. That's one of those. It's in the list. On the list, huh? Yes, in the list. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, you gotta listen to that. You gotta listen to that tonight. That's that's one of the best. That's like the best R and B album of this year. The best. Yeah, I thought you said that about Summer. Nah, she beat Summer. This album's way too cohesive for that. That's that's bold claims there. I'm saying, Doc, watch. <laughs> Listen to that Snow Allegra. I'm telling you right now. It's better than some... No no slight. Summer Walker's album's amazing. I love that album. But Snow Allegra, her shit is just... It's just too musically good. It's just too good. Like, it's just like... All of it arranged. Everything was amazing. So, you, you'll, you'll see. Watch. You'll see. All right, I'll check it out. Last two. Uh, Coldplay... Just dropped something, and so did Beck. And Labyrinth. Okay. Um, I didn't hear that one. I just heard Coldplay and Beck. And mm. Coldplay's yeah, trying Coldplay to get... was... It's probably their most experimental in a really long time. Um, yeah, but not all the way. Not all just... the way. Like, they still got it. <laughs> they still got to try that's to what I thought deliver was something funny. for their arenas. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought... Well, that's what I thought was so weird. Because I was like, oh, they taking us somewhere? And then they're like, oh, here's a little bit of what we, what you know us for. It. Uh, and then I'm like, all right, now let me let me try something else. Their, yeah, their turn music has been <laughs> interesting to watch. Because they started out like this super soft alternative group. Yeah. And then they just fucking blew up into like this massive arena band. Like putting out pop anthems and shit. And then it's like. Yeah. It's just weird. And then now they're like trying to kind of get back to the roots a little bit on this one. Mm-hmm. But then still try to give you the pop, pop arena. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And like, honestly, I'm not mad at it, to be honest. I think it it's their most good. In- interesting project in a long time. 
because I'm not yeah. interested in a project there. So probably the last three times. It's so, true. Yeah. It's definitely their most interesting, mm-hmm. but it's not back to those like original vibes. Yeah. Um, I guess the only song I listen to, or no, I guess the one I only listen to the most, Mount Everest. That's like my favorite song. It's a good one. Yeah. Like a movie's the single that one plays a lot. But um, and then Hyperspace yeah. uh, from Beck. Really good. He just he just reinvents himself every fucking time. Like I didn't hear that one. Beck, is, Beck is always amazing. A, he's like as a versatile artist because he literally gives you a different sound and style on every one of his projects. Mm. And he does it again here. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna check out the Beck project. You should. Stratosphere. Phenomenal song. Mm. Stratosphere. But yeah, yeah. that's I said what I got. That's all I got for music right now. Yeah. Last shit that's coming out. We're definitely gonna do a list. Uh, end of the year list. So get your shit together. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah, the end of the year list. Right. Well, my list we'll is gonna be couple, nice. Couple weeks for sure. Make sure you listen to that Snow Allegra though before the list. You got you. That's just if there's any if there's any album, I gotta make sure you listen to before that. If there's any album, goes to that FK Twigs. Uh, um, I got it on my phone already. It's in my recently added. But yeah, you guys tell us what you thought about the albums that we talked about, or if there's anything that we kind of missed that we should check out. Like I said, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, full on end of the year, top 25 list, like we always do. It's going to be tough this year because I don't think there were any clear cut favorites like that. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of yeah. that. I'm excited to see what the list is this year. I think it'll be a little bit better because there aren't so many major, like heavy right. hitters that delivered. That delivered. <laughs> right. Because Kanye's not in the running. I'm just letting you guys know. Sorry. There's a few that aren't. <laughs> that were like, mm, you could, but you did it. So, Ooh. it'll be interesting. Very, I think it's going to yeah. be very eclectic this time. At least on yeah. my front, for sure. I got some shit that I don't think a lot of people heard. But yeah, um, that's it for this entry. Fearless show. Again, today's date was December 2nd, 2019. Yeah. If you, you know, have any thoughts, opinions, commentary about anything we talked about, definitely let us know in the comments below or wherever, you know, you're watching this, where it's SoundCloud, YouTube, website, wherever. Definitely chop it up with this. And if you like any of the gear they rock in these videos, he's wearing volume one of the Team T. I'm wearing volume two. Yeah. Uh, you just missed a major sale, fortunately giving up to like 80% off of some stuff. But they're still up there and still pretty good mm-hmm. price. So uh, definitely, yeah, the beanies are back, by the way. So yep. definitely go cop those for the winter time. And uh, yeah, other than that, we'll be back, you know, more shortly. And, you know, won't take so long this time. So, <laughs> as always, do what to Reese. Keep living life fearless, y'all. Yep, like, subscribe, share, do all that jazz. 
catch you guys soon. Peace. Peace.